Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's roll. Super Talk Eagle Hour back on the air. Kelly and Bob, we're in the Southern Bank Corps studio in Hattiesburg. We're glad you're with us. And we want to thank our wonderful friends down in Columbia for having us down there yesterday. Lori and Caroline. Uh, Caroline, just uh, wonderful ladies. We enjoy our visits down there so much every year. Kelly really enjoyed the pumpkin spice Cupcakes. Cupcakes. The only problem, you know, they didn't mind you eating them, but, you know, when I saw you snatch the last three out of that homeless man's hands yesterday outside of the building, I thought maybe that was a little too much. Well, he thought they might have been poisonous. And I said, well, let me let me, let me sample them and make, I would hate that anything would happen to you. You were looking out for him. Of course order. I was. Yeah. As you always do. <laughs> Just what I do, Bob, you know, especially when it comes to food. Well, speaking of food, Dickie's Barbecue sponsors the first segment of our show, and we really appreciate them. It's a great place to take your family, and it's a great place to cater your upcoming Christmas events. But, Kelly, I think you probably need to be doing that pretty soon if you've got a Christmas party. And really, if you haven't booked a place to host your Christmas party, you're probably too late. I mean, they, you know, companies start booking that stuff in, like, September and August. Uh, but, but if you're having folks over at the, at the house or, you know, people over for the holiday itself. Uh, give Dickie's a call. I've got to start stop wrestling with my new dog. Can you see that? Is Pearl Pearl tearing you up? My God, she's just eating my hands <laughs> well, alive. When you get those puppies with those pin teeth, man, Ooh, they gotta. Golly, you're not kidding, like razor blades, <laughs> right? There, man. All right, Scott Watkins uh, writes for the uh, Biloxi Sun Herald, and uh, we appreciate his input on the show uh, every other week or so. Scott is a Troy graduate, as I recall, so. He's pretty pumped up about the championship game, and I, I have to believe your alma mater is favored to win this thing, Scott. I believe they are favored to win. Uh, thank you for reminding everybody uh, where I'm from. Uh, so that will go over well. <laughs> I think that yeah, – I didn't think about that. Well, and I'm glad that I, he can actually focus on correct, the right, championship correct. this weekend because none of the high schools on the Gulf Coast uh, seem to correct. fare very well. So here's what I'm going to suggest to you, Scott, and I want to get your input. If Troy wins the game, which I think they will, they're the legitimate conference champion. I think they're as good as anybody in the league. If Troy were to be upset by Appalachian State, I w- – I would think there would be an asterisk by that because they were clearly not the best team in the in the East. Is that a is that a fair assessment? You know, over the course of the entire season, I'd say you know maybe that's a fair assessment. Uh, it's such a tricky thing with James Madison uh, not playing their title game, but App State just beat James Madison like a, a week or two ago, two weeks ago. 
So they they can say so if they win this game, there's there's not much that a James Madison fan can say to an App State fan, you know, because it, it, it's a pretty easy comeback. It's uh, we beat James Madison, we beat Troy. Those are the two best teams in the Sun Belt. We're going to take our championship trophy and be proud of it. When you look at the the, the whole Troy resume that John Summerall has put together, Scott, wouldn't surprise you at all if a if a P five or or some other bigger name, bigger contract school came along and snatched him up? Wouldn't be surprising at all. Uh, we saw Mississippi State close up. We saw Indiana just wrap up with Kurt Signetti today. Um, what Troy fans are worried about, and there was there was that close haul, Kentucky. That That's the one that uh, has a lot of people's eyes. It's seen Mark Stoops for about three hours was Texas A&M's head coach uh, about a week ago or so. That's the job that I think John Sumrall would leave pretty quickly for. Uh, and it's one that Kentucky fans, I think Sumrall is somebody that Kentucky fans has circled. So that's, that's one that a lot of Troy fans are kind of keeping their eye on. But it, it looks like that's safe for now. But that doesn't mean several other teams or uh, several other schools are going to have Sumrall. And I'll, uh, tell, you, I'll tell you why the timing on John Sumrall is now. Because when if you base... The projections of your team and the performance of your team based on what you've got coming back, a large chunk of that talent and a large chunk of the playing minutes on this Trojan team is graduating, is leaving this year. It's not to say that Summerall obviously and his staff can't do it over again. I'm just saying if you base it on experience, this is the most experienced team that Troy's put on the field in a long, long time, and it's not going to be anywhere near that experience next season. What do you say, Scott? Yeah, no. That's uh, there's there's no doubt about that. Um, I'm I was impressed though about how they're able to turn the page from last year to this year after losing Carlton Marshall and, and the bulk of their linebacker core. They come back and have an arguably even better defense from a year ago, which is just insane. Uh, they lost their top two offensive linemen from a terrible offensive line, and they got better on that front. So, in the short term, the track record for development is there. Uh, they, uh, you know, barring. Whatever happens in the transfer portal, it appears that they're going to have the bulk of their skill guys back. Uh, but I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not willing to say that uh, Summerall couldn't do it again next year. It will certainly be tough. But I think what he showed uh, over this previous off season, I, it gives Troy fans a hope that this team under Summerall could be just as good next year. Scott, let me veer to the right just a little bit. The Nebraska football coach, fascinating article yesterday when, when he says the going price now for a quarterback in the portal is a million dollars or more. So I I posted a little something this morning. I should have known better. On social media about what a shame that is. And I got this curt little response. Well, hope you enjoyed the 80s and the 90s. Well, the truth is I did enjoy the 80s and the 90s a heck of a lot more than I enjoy an era of college football where transfer quarterbacks make more than the minimum salary in the National Football League. As a sports writer, Scott, is this as bad for college athletics as I think it is? I think there's a a couple things here. I think that NIL should have always been legal. Uh, We wouldn't be in this situation if athletes were allowed to earn money off of their own name image and likeness like any other american could uh, we would have these rules straightened out we would have regulations all of this we wouldn't be having this conversation that nil itself is okay there's got to be some level of control there's got to be guidelines there's got to be a cap there's got to be there's got to be something that doesn't allow players to take the highest bid 
uh, in every situation. Uh, I want players to make their money. I want it to make it in the true spirit of NIL, where they're actually using their name, image, and likeness, and it's not a recruiting tool. Uh, but that we haven't seemed to got any closer to a solution on that front. No. And I, I think that NIL is fine, but we've got to figure out how to control it. Yeah, I can't better. argue with that. Kelly, what about some caps? I mean, what about, okay, you can get up to $100,000. If everybody were under the same rules, it seems to me you could control it, but it also seems to me that the NCAA has no interest whatsoever in addressing it. But look, I'm, I'm, I don't like the NIL. I'm like you, Bob, but just to play devil's advocate with what you and Scott just said, if you place caps and limitations on it, aren't you defeating the purpose? I mean, if if in America, you know, you're, you're worth what the market will pay you, right? So if you limit that, then that's kind of defeating, you know, the purpose. I mean, what's the? I, I get it. A hundred thousand is a lot better than nothing. Yeah. But if I'm truly, if you're truly going to make it what a person's worth, you should let the market dictate that and not have limitations. Well, Scott, what, what does the future hold? What what do you see over the next three, four, five years in college athletics? I think doomsday scenario is that a uh, group of teams uh, form a Super League, uh, which I think that, that kind of what we're heading towards right now. Uh, there's going to be some kind of separation. Not every Power 5 team is going to be in that Super League. It's going to be a collection of maybe 30 teams, and then everyone, and it's going to be everyone else. I think the dissolution of the Pac-12, it, that was kind of your, your second step. The first step started with that first round of realignment with the Big Ten and the, uh, the SEC growing. That seems to me to be the future. Yeah, and the Pac-12 dissolving. Yeah, and the Pac-12. You know, yeah. Frank Gore had made the comment, the other Frank Gore Jr. had made a comment on our Super Talk Network a couple of days ago that he does have a year of eligibility left. He's already graduated Southern Miss and, and would return, air quotes, if the situation was right. What do you think that means? Of course, that's that's my point. My point, yeah, he's if somebody will line his pockets and make it worth his while to stay at Southern Miss, then he will. And I would just encourage Frank and all these other guys to just look, come right out and say it, you know? I'll say it, yeah. yeah. Not, nothing well, you know, we've got about 45 seconds left in this segment, Scott, but I'll, I'll make this quick point. I got a really dear friend that is a fair to say a money guy at mississippi state and he tells me that mississippi state can't compete with the lsu's and alabama's of the world when it comes to paying players so you're right you may have schools like mississippi state that are not part of the super conference as you i think accurately described it yeah no it's a very real possibility and what happens after that i do not know i don't know if there's going to be a merger of those teams that get left out in some g5 leagues I am entirely unsure. I know that Oregon State, Washington State reached out to the Sun Belt for a scheduling alliance, and the Sun Belt said no, the travel wasn't going to work. Uh, so I, I don't know what I, I think the Sun Belt would be okay with taking some of the bottom ACC and SEC teams, but we'll we'll see how it works out. All right, can you stick around a few more minutes? I think we probably ought to talk about Southern Miss a little bit. Is that good? Okay. All yep. right. Scott Watkins no from the Sun Herald. We enjoy the conversations with him. And we're going to continue with Scott right on the other side of the break. Journey, is that what I'm hearing? It is. Very good. Yeah, You a Journey guy? Always. Journey, Uh, Foreigner, Boston, all of them from back then. Bad money. It just goes on and on. I like it all.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, Town & Country Cleaners is Hattiesburg's most trusted dry cleaners. They're family-owned and operated since 1983, and they offer great services like steam pressing, alterations, dry cleaning, of course, bulky bedding, and shirt laundry. You can visit them at their convenient location across from USM on Hardy Street or call them 601-264-4920. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. If there's an eagle in your family and you don't go to Campus Bookmark between now and Christmas, you're letting them down. And you're also wasting your time. Just wasting your time. So go to Campus Bookmark on Hardy Street if you're out of state, out of town. You maybe listen to our podcast every day. You go to campusbookmark.net, and you'll find the same selection uh, that you will if you go in the store. So we appreciate uh, all that they do. All right, uh, Frank Gore Jr. earns second-team all-conference honors as the uh, all-Sunbelt team was released today. Four Golden Eagles, defensive lineman Quentin Bivens, linebacker Swayze Bozeman, wide receiver Jacarius Caston. Defensive back Jay Stanley, all earning honorable mention nods. So that would be the extent of the USM Golden Eagles on the all-conference uh, list. Not really, I guess it's fair to say, not a, not a great surprise. Scott Watkins from Sun-Herald with us. Uh, Scott, obviously, we all know now the Golden Eagles finished 3-8. and eight. They're, they're making, apparently, changes OC, DC, several position coaches. You covered this team all year. Uh a recap of, of what you saw this year, maybe what was your biggest surprise about what you saw. And, and in your view, what what is the status right now of Southern Miss football in the Sun Belt? Who? Um, well, it, was, uh, it was an interesting year, <laughs> that, that's to say the least. Uh, I feel like we kind of went through a, a range of emotions <laughs> over time there uh, where we, we felt like the first few weeks – Went about as expected. You uh, you run into a playoff team, you get trucked. Uh, you play a, a close game against you know the G five favorite against Tulane, and that's when the wheel started to fall off. You have one or two bad plays against Arkansas State, and it decides that game. You have the atrocious start to the Texas State game, it decides that game. You have uh, you play phenomenal defense, phenomenal special teams against Old Dominion, you can't move the football, and then and the wheels just fall off against South Alabama. It, it, it felt like one thing after another where you just got hit over and over and over again, and suddenly this team is far from where you expected it to be. And it wasn't that anything was just going terribly wrong. It was just it was, there was a moment here and a moment there, and it was deciding everything. It was deciding you know the full 60 minutes of the contest. Uh, they get it together, second half of the season. I think you see that. Um, and what that tells me is that, you know, Will Hall, and this is something that I talked about before, uh, when you look back at what happened in year one, Will Hall is somebody who was very okay with making uh, big, big in-season changes. Um, I think after the South Alabama game, there's a conversation between Hall and McLean, and the result was Hall giving up play-calling duties and rearranging the staff. And then after the season, now you're seeing that, that staff rearrange, uh, that full staff rearranging coming. I think Southern Miss is at a bit of a crossroads right here. Will Hall is at a crossroads right here. Uh, they're in a league that is much, 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 much tougher. They're playing a schedule that's much, much, much tougher than uh, it did in 2021. Uh, it's an opportunity. I think that Will Hall is a good coach. I think that he's a great person. I love talking to him. I think that he has an opportunity. He has uh, a base. He has a solid foundation. I think that he and I think that McLean are correct when they say that the football program is in a very good spot. Uh, they, they are greatly improved from what they were before. 
Uh, they're recruiting really well. There's just a couple of changes I think that they could make that could make or break you know the next season yeah. at Southern Miss. Look. I don't I don't think they're that far off. Let me, let me just say this: the Sun Belt West from number two through number six. I think there's like a one play separation between all of those, between all of those teams. I don't think that Southern Miss is one of the worst teams in the conference. Interesting. Well, I'm going to take you back to the Old Dominion game. I was right there on the sideline at the end of that game. They came up a half a yard short of winning that football game. Maybe. Less than that. I think had they been able to punch that ball across then and win that game, we may, I'm not saying they would have run the table, but I think we would be looking at a much better scenario than we are now. And I, I, I do hear what you're saying. There were some really close games that they just couldn't seem to push it over the line, Kelly. Well, again, you go back to – I just think as a, as a fan base – and look, I'll, I'll admit, I was as guilty as anybody of overexpecting. You know, and I know – I think our predictions on this staff, Bob, were anywhere – I think I projected the Eagles for six wins. I think maybe you projected them for eight. So we all – you know, oversold this team. I got a little carried away. Well, look, I I did two at six, but when Las Vegas has them at four and a half, you know, you got you, we're just we over we over. It's all about managing expectations, and I think we over expected under this under yeah. the scenario. Under yeah, you know, Scott, you go back to Old Dominion, Arkansas. You go back to some of those games, and you can pick out a handful of plays and 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 three or four games that. We might be sitting here looking at six and six and wondering what bowl game they're going to. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I was alluding to there. Uh, there's, it was all just quick, quick moments. You know, there was the, uh, I think it was a block punt and an interception there early in the Arkansas State game. If that doesn't happen, you're looking at a two and two record heading into Texas State. And if you don't completely come out like totally flat in the first quarter against Texas State. You're three and two heading into Old Dominion, and then you're a half yard away from winning that game. I mean, the season could have gone so much differently, and it's why I don't think the Southern Miss is just night and day at, at three and nine between it and uh, and Texas State and, and Troy. Even you know, it's they're right there, and they've got the foundation to win football games. They've just got to clean up those moments and play four quarters of football. And you guys, we've got a shuck right down to the cob here. Next, as we used to that say, a, that's an Iowa. It is. Okay, okay. It's an Iowa so, term. Shuck down to the cob. Shuck, have shuck a... right down to the cob. If the <laughs> Eagles don't win next year. There are no excuses. No right. excuses. No. Not going to want to hear that we're this close. We're this close. Not in year four. Right. I mean, fair, Scott. They've have to win yeah, next fair. year. Otherwise, there's going to be a lot I of people that, probably yeah. looking for work. Yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree that you've got to show not just signs of progress, but there's got to be W's in that column. You've, you've got to be in a bowl game at least. And Scott, you've got to find a quarterback. You've got to find a productive mm-hmm. quarterback. I, what, what are the – is the kid out of Madison presuming he signs here? You, do you think he has the talent to be the answer? Is the kid that finished the year – is he the answer? Who is the answer, Scott? I'm not sure who the answer is. Ethan Crawford looks uh, phenomenal. I, the vision that he has displayed, the potential, the ceiling that he showed the last few weeks, uh, he was doing things against Troy in an 18-point loss that a Southern Miss quarterback has not done uh, under Will Hall. It's a, and he's just a true freshman. He is who you maybe wanted to see from Ty Keys. He's, he's a healthy version of that. Great he's got a point. huge arm. He's got an incredible ball carrier, uh, ball carrying vision. 
uh, work on that. Put him in a room. Hopefully Billy Wiles sticks around. Put him in a room with Billy Wiles, an older quarterback. Bring in John White uh, and, and create a, a, a good competition there. I would go into the portal and add another one. A more experienced quarterback. I would create that competition in that room uh, to, uh, you know, work on uh, Ethan Crawford and, and try to build him up to what he could be because he looked amazing the last few right, weeks of the season right. to me. And bring in the right offensive coordinator to develop these young players. Is that not also important? That is important. And that's going to be really interesting to see what happens because Will Hall has been in control of his offense. Uh, everywhere he's gone, so I, I have no idea what kind of uh, person he's going to go after. Uh, this is a, certainly a unique situation to him, and it's a very, very important hire at this juncture, of course. And I think we'll probably within, the, you know, maybe as early as mid-next week, uh, we might be hearing some news, you know, breaking along those lines. There are there are some names floating out there that have, you know, connections to Will Hall, but you don't know that any of these guys are going to be available. And and Will Hall has made it very clear they don't have to have a connection to him. I think Will Hall is abundantly clear on what's at stake next year. Well, I think he knows. Yeah. I mean, he's smart. I mean, he's a smart man. He he knows. Yeah. Um, so so these are integral integral hires and he yeah. kept talking about it having to be the right fit and right. no there is no room for error now no hey, scott we really appreciate your input all football season we're going to be calling on you throughout basketball as well we're obviously very interested in that about 45 seconds left i want to hear your prediction for the conference championship football game Oh, boy, that's a tough one. Um, I'm going to go with Troy just because they are the home team. They are six-point favorites. Uh, App State is red hot right now. It's having a, a conversation with a friend wondering where they would be right now if they had not scored 20 points in the fourth quarter against Southern Miss. Uh, before that quarter started, those fans were clamoring for Sean Clark to be fired. They are now uh, upset that he is not the head coach of the year in the Sun Belt. Uh, but I do think that the Trojans will come out on top at home on Saturday. Scott, we appreciate it, man. Keep up the good work. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Uh, Scott Watkins, everybody. Biloxi Sun here. I like that kid. I think he really understands Sunbelt football. Yeah, and, and, and he's risen above the fact that he graduated from Troy. So Which he's, is not an easy thing to do. <laughs> so I'm picking on him, you know, that he's overcome the odds yeah. of actually being functional. Thank goodness he didn't go to one of those schools up north. or Well, he wouldn't be on the show. So. No, because so. you have to be literate, you know. <laughs> to be on this program. Just kidding. Just kidding. (laughs) We'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. All right, good stuff from Scott Watkins, uh, Biloxi Sun-Herald. We appreciate the, that input. I thought that was a really good conversation. Hey, don't forget about the Eagle Hour podcast. You can hear it anytime you like on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. 
And I want to say hello to our friends at Genesis of Hattiesburg, the official auto dealer of the Eagle Hour. Genesis sedans and SUVs are just simply the finest vehicles on the road today. Luxury in every sense. And coming soon, the all-new Genesis showroom is going to be on Highway 98 West in Hattiesburg. I want to say hello to 4th Street Bar and Grill. Slade the gang down there. I'm sure they'll have the conference championship game uh, on the TV uh, this weekend. And you know what tomorrow is, don't you, Santa? It's Catfish Friday. Right. Right there, buddy. Right there. Mississippi catfish, but it's the it's the seasoning and the really the way good. that they bread it is really 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 yeah. really 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 good. All right, we appreciate uh, all of our great sponsors. Uh, we couldn't do the show without you, and we thank you very very much uh, for that. All right, uh, Luke Johnson is on the road. Uh, he's going to be calling the Laurel High School State Championship game tonight. But uh, there's a there's an even bigger competition taking place, and that's between me and Kelly for the. What would the champion of this be? Luke is out of the running. So what would the champion of of this be called? Uh, uh, king of the king, king picker, the the king hill, the king of the hill, the the big Kahuna. Yeah, the big picker. Uh, I don't know about that. Now, <laughs> I mean, we can we can change on the fly. It was my understanding that we were going to friendly pick the uh, state championship games today, no. and then we were going to do our real picks tomorrow. No, so I didn't know no. if you guys. Have changed the uh, the protocol or what? No, you're the guy, Luke. You're you're the guy that sets up uh, our. So you tell us what we're going to pick today. And that you're out of the running for the championship, we'll be sympathetic and do it however you want to. All right, we'll we will pick the state championship games today. The seven games. This has no influence. That'll give me twenty. No influence, nice. and that will give me twenty four hours in order to yeah. put together a ten and zero uh, in championship, or it's actually thirteen and zero. Championship run, championship weekend, and knock both yeah. you guys off. It has it, this has nothing to do with what we've been competing in all year. Are we all three squared on that? Because see, We're I got yeah, the yeah. championship is within my reach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In the words of Michael Jackson, <laughs> "You keep dreaming." <laughs> I don't believe it. The girl is mine. Okay, Luke, that's enough. Save of my... me, please. <laughs> yes. just, just for Sander, guys, I'm rolling through Tupelo on final approach to Oxford. Had to stop by Connie's Fried Chicken. Don't so tell me. Don't tell me that you're at Connie's Fried Chicken in Tupelo. I'm hating it. But it wasn't breakfast, so I didn't get the blueberry donut, but I did get my tender uh, tender basket. All right. Are you going to. Wait, 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 wait. Are you going to have the kahunas to wear a Southern Miss hat up in Oxford tonight? That's what we want to know. I've got it right behind me, fully intend to wear it. Okay, go ahead. Absolutely. Absolutely. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, considering that I picked them every game this year, uh, why why would Vault Hemingway uh, deter me? All right. Okay. Uh, I'm on final approach for Oxford. Going to swing by and uh, and see the Tornadoes. They're they're doing a walkthrough. And then I will be uh, watching the 1A game, Belma Jackson, perfect 13-0 against Biggersville from Corinth. They're 11-1. Uh, and the biggest, our uh, Vilma Jackson put Taylorsville out last week and uh, came roaring back. Really good offense for Vilma Jackson. So Vilma Jackson and Biggersville. And that's exactly why I'm taking Velma Jackson is what they did to Taylorsville. You know, don't know a lot about the smaller schools, but all I had to do was see that final result and how they obliterated the Tartars. I'll take Velma Jackson. Who was Velma Jackson? Do we know? It's uh, Michael's oldest sister. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, it's not? No. Uh, okay. It's uh it's Rambo. It's Antonius Willis's uh, alma mater. Okay, I'm going with Velma myself. I've always liked her. I'll go with uh, with Velma Jackson as well. I think too much offense. 
Tonight, pretty wild, guys. This is West Point's eighth consecutive state championship appearance. Eight. Playing for it. They're 0-3 the last three years. They lost in 2020 to West Jones and lost to Picayune the last two years. Daniels, their running back, is uh, 16 yards away from 2,500 yards. Tornadoes haven't played West Point since 2016 when West Point won that game. It's going to be cold. It's going to be wet. Laurel does have the ability to uh, to run the football, but that's the game tonight at 7:30 on WLAU. I don't don't hate me, Jones County. <laughs> I'm going with West. I want Laurel to win, but I'm and feel free, Tornadoes, to use this as bulletin board material. But I'm taking West Point. Well, I met the coach at Laurel a couple weeks ago. Good USM man, solid guy. I'm going with the Tornadoes. It's one of those games, guys. If if it if it was a if it wasn't raining, I would be high on Laurel's prospects. I'm tempted though uh, to pick West Point simply because I think their their team is built for for stuff like this. But I'm a homer and I love Ryan Ernest, so uh, go go Tornadoes. Tomorrow afternoon at four, Heidelberg Oilers make their first ever state championship appearance, eleven and three, taking on Charleston, twelve and two. Yeah, you got two schools that that you know. Charleston is at the state just about every other year. The Tigers have been great for years. Heidelberg, I think the big stage. I love the Heidelberg story this year. The Oilers are a real you know underdog story, but they're not going to be used to the big lights and the you know the Broadway stage, so to speak. I'll take uh, I'll take Charleston. Charleston. I'm with Charleston too. I'm going to take Heidelberg. I think Heidelberg had a, a tougher. Um, Tougher, tougher road. They beat Bay Springs, Collins, and Raleigh back-to-back-to-back weeks. Chase Crafts for real. I'll take the Oilers. Tomorrow night on WLAU at 7.30, West Jones back in the state championship. They have never played Grenada before. It's Grenada's first uh, state championship appearance. And the suffocating Mustang defense. I'll lead it off. Go Mustangs. And I will. And I think, uh, I think Grenada is going to, to lay a – grenade here i'll i'll take uh yeah. west jones as well defense always wins out guys delta football teams basically and grenade is right on the edge of the delta i realize not in the delta but generally speaking not that strong uh i, I would think west jones would win go undefeated yeah it'd be really really incredible if we could get two state championships in jones county all right uh kind of the game we talked about it yesterday at noon on saturday three games on saturday uh, perfect versus perfect. Chip Builder back in Columbia at 14-0, taking on the number one team in the state, Louisville. I just I think Columbia wins. I, I, I just think they're a team of destiny this year. I think Louisville has just been tremendous since the two years I did their play-by-play, and I don't think anything's changed. I think the aura is still there, Kelly. So you're taking Louisville? Yeah, I'm taking Louisville. At the day after we leave Columbia down Well, I mean, there. I love Columbia, yeah. but you're, you know. I'm I got you. Trying to be accurate. Yeah. Louisville has never lost a state championship game. What I say? But what? they will lose one at noon or at, at about three o'clock on Saturday afternoon. Coach Builderback in Columbia gets it done. I'm picking Columbia. The uh, the three A game, Knoxville County, whose Kelly has watched ten and four, taking on Winona, a perfect fourteen and zero. Bob, you start really? with that one. Winona, yeah, you know my very dear friend Buster Molina, his son played for Winona. And I'm gonna go with Winona, fourteen and zero. Good for them. Good for them. That's a Delta team. Yeah. So you're taking Winona. Where's mm-hmm. Naomi? She did died, didn't she? No, <laughs> did that you? was her mother. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> She's that, probably, probably in Nashville County. That was one running. of the Judds, right? Yeah, I, I guess. Winona and Naomi? Judd's no. Um, Knoxby, Knoxby's another experienced team. You know, they were in different classifications. They've played in the North. They've played in the South. They're the South State champ this year, but they're on a roll right now. I'm going to take Knoxby. I'm going to take Winona averaging just a shade under 45 points a game. I think the North uh, will win that one. 7A, uh, obviously uh, the biggest level of school or classification in Mississippi. Oak Grove 12 and 1 against Starkville 10 and 3, 7 p.m. Saturday. I heard that one of their play-by-play guys is like doing their 7,000th game. Is that correct, Kelly? Uh, no, I don't think it's quite that many. I don't think it's quite that How many. How many was Probably, it? A uh, hundred. I think 100? Lance LaFan, the color man. In is, the uh, booth. Yes, 100 the, 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 So you, you taking the Grovers? No. Who are the Grovers? Uh, Oak Grove. No. Who are they playing? Starkville. Starkville. In, in Oxford. Isn't that funny? A Hattiesburg team playing a Starkville team. In Oxford. I think Starkville wins in Oxford. They're, the irony there is just too rich to ignore. Yeah, no, I think Oak Grove's too I think Oak Grove's playing really well right now. When they when they shut out Meridian at home here, the, Oak Grove has has kicked it into gear when they needed to. I think Oak Grove brings it home. I think probably the North had a a little harder stretch, Starkville, but I think Oak Grove is the most talented team in the in the state prospect wise. I'll take the Warriors to cap off a great uh, championship weekend of football. All right. That it? That's it, huh? That's it. Yeah. Well, we hope you have a good time. Giving, up you, guys one more, giving you guys one more day to get yeah. ready for me going 13 to 0 in championship. I'm coming, Santa. So you've been sandbagging you guys. I'm Is that coming what after you, Santa. Well, you know why I'm worried about Luke really kicking it into gear? Why is that? <laughs> Southern Missing playing this weekend. <laughs> So, so there's there's one you can almost chalk up every week. God yeah. bless our Eagles, but uh, uh, so he won't have to pick Southern Miss. All right, Luke, put on that Southern Miss hat and get up there in Oxford. All right, guys, we'll check in tomorrow. All right, Luke Johnson, bring me back some Connie's fried chicken, man. Is that good? Oh, are you kidding me? I've never had it. Oh yeah. What yeah. took you to Tupelo to eat Connie's fried chicken? It, it was there. Oh, <laughs> the fried chicken. Did they run you out like they do at the Chinese buffet? No, they, every time they see me coming, though, they, they turn the sign from open to closed. Uh, we out of chicken. <laughs> yeah. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, what's up? Really good to eat a nice treat. I suggest Mobay Beignet Company down on Hardy Street. Be out doing a little Christmas shopping over the weekend. Stop by there and order you up a plate of beignets. They'll cook them for you right there. Give you a hot, delicious coffee or a cold coffee, whatever you like. And uh, uh, Kelly, you just can't beat it, can you? No, and you know with the, this dead week. You know, the finals are coming up at Southern Miss. The students really like to go to Mobay Beignet to study. You know, I mean, they can, you know, coffee can energize them a little bit at night while they can get a, sit around the tables there with their friends and study for big final exams coming up. 
All right. So Mobile Beignet on Hardy Street, just a great place, uh, wonderful food, though. We know you'll have a good time when you go there. I want to thank D1 and D-Bat. State-of-the-art training facility right there on Hardy Street. Great time uh, to go down there and uh, get a gift card from the pro shop. Make a great Christmas gift for a kid on your list. Or maybe you got a husband or a wife or a boyfriend or girlfriend that uh, is an athlete. And uh, they can certainly find stuff in the pro shop they'll like. They get great gift cards and uh, a program for everybody at D1 and D-Bat. They'll also have some, uh, as they have in the past, just some Christmas camps, you know, when the kids yeah. are off from school. Yeah, for sure. Because, uh, you know, they're they're home for two days and they're bored and want something to do. Well, right. they'll, they'll, so, so look at their website and, you know, maybe drive by there and see what some of the offerings will be from the well. camps. All right, some big basketball right on the corner. Men going to play UAB tomorrow night, is that right? And that's always a tough draw over there. And then the women have a huge game Saturday at 2 o'clock against nationally ranked Ole Miss. Uh Let's break down the men first. Uh, much better the last time they were on the floor, Kelly, from the foul line, from the floor. Got to keep that up. Got to hit those perimeter shots, and you've got to produce from the foul line. And UAB has not been playing especially well. So this is a good matchup, I think, uh, for the Eagles come Friday. But I think the point, and and you've mentioned this before, we've mentioned this on, on this program, there's a lot of people already, you know, jumping off the ship. You know, oh, gosh, we've lost, you know, a couple of games. Well, it's all about getting ready for, for Sunbelt play, all right? And they're going to open against Georgia Southern a couple of days after Christmas. Uh, Georgia Southern hasn't won a game yet, all right? So you can just kind of see, if you're at practice and kind of know how these guys work, you, you see them starting to round into form. But you do have to understand now that they're still light, light in the guard court. And as Jay Ladner talked to the media yesterday, uh, or today actually about it, that Still no word on Corbello. From, How ridiculous is that? I mean, it's been weeks. It's just ridiculous. So, so they're they're going to be handicapped and and short, you know, in the guard court. Not physically short. I'm just talking about not no, very many no. people that can play that guard position. So they're handicapped a little bit by that. But you can see them uh, uh, rounding in to form. Yeah, uh, big game Saturday. The Lady Eagles are undefeated, but they've got a really tough. Nationally ranked Ole Miss team. I, I saw a little bit of the Ole Miss-Louisville game last night. I'm not sure who won that game. But uh, big challenge for the Lady Eagles. And, and Kelly, is it is it the same in basketball as it is in football in this respect? You play an SEC team. They come in with every possible financial advantage, recruiting advantage. It, they have every advantage. Over you. Is, is that fair to say in women's basketball as much as it would be, say, in football? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. I, th- I think. I think in basketball, it, it is a little bit more of a level playing field because you don't have as many people mm-hmm. that you have to put on the floor, right? So even even football teams, when you take a Southern Miss against you know whoever else, Southern Miss's you know best six or seven guys might be as good as everybody else. It's it's what comes in behind them, right? right. The second and third string and the depth. Uh, and with basketball, you don't have to be that deep. But Jack Crosper's been doing most of the coaching. As Coach McNellis has kind of been in and out, we all know about her situation. And uh, one of the things that, that Jack is really focused on is not not overworking these girls too early in the season, knowing that it's going to be a long year. That's one of their goals this year is not to be worn down so badly in February to where they can't, you know, they're just they're just exhausted by the time the conference tournament rolls around. And so far, it appears to be working because, man, they're, they are rolling. They're playing really, really – well, that'd be such a big win for them if they could pull that off 2 o'clock Saturday. And it's supposed to be raining, you know, all weekend long, so you're not going to be missing anything outside. So why not go to the game right, right on right. Saturday? 
That's at 2 o'clock Saturday. The men are at UAB tomorrow night. That I'm sure be on ESPN Plus, right? We can see that. You know what time that, that tip-off is? I do not know, but I'm All guessing right. it'll be in the 7 o'clock range. Yeah, you know, so, so. A good good luck to both the uh, men and women's basketball team. And news out of the Sun Belt today, Bob, and, and uh, Scott Watkins mentioned it briefly. Kurt Signetti, the head football coach at James Madison, is apparently headed to Indiana in the Big Ten Conference. So you see where these Power Fives are going to start grabbing – coaches they're going to the Sun Belt to grab never these in, guys never in, totally. and so I think that John Summerall you know at at Troy is certainly going to be high on the list of a, of a lot yeah. of teams uh, so Kurt Signetti headed to Indiana James Madison will have new leadership next year yeah, I would guess that's a money move for him because I wouldn't think coaching the Indiana football program is that great no but they're in the Big Ten yeah you know and money and Kane Womack you know was the defensive coordinator at Indiana before he took the head coaching job at uh, at South Al. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and, and Signetti's had a great run at James Madison. You know, he's an experienced winner, um, but he's got his work cut out for him in Indiana when you're, you know, just south of Michigan and just uh, west of Ohio State. So Those are two pretty decent programs. I think they're going to be all right <laughs> in the long run. <laughs> I, I don't so. blame anybody for becoming a millionaire, right? Which means you don't even have to do well if you're a Power 5 coach, right? 100%. Right. All right, that wraps it up for today. We'll be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. We sure appreciate you listening every day. We mean that sincerely. Until next time, Southern Miss. To the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.